0: That don't work outside like Pat does um, all the time, and are not conditioned for it like we used to be. That would be that'd be me. I'll say it. So anyway, we'll do that that day, um, and then coming up the first of next month in July on the 13th, the 20th, and 27th from six to eight on those those Wednesday nights, we'll be having Vacation Bible School. And so I know Jeannie and I can't remember all the women on Titia and. Elizabeth and several others, if I I didn't mention your name, I apologize, don't get mad. But they've been working on this, and we brought it up a few weeks ago, and they said, we want to do it. I was like, well, all right, then, we'll do it. So it's a Candyland theme. I know the first week's going to be about rainbows, about what a rainbow really represents, and the promise that it represents. And and so we'll teach them that, because they're not going to learn that out in the world. We know that. We know what they'll learn. Um, The second week's going to be on Sour Heads. I never liked sour heads as a child. They always hurt my jaws. I hated them. don't like sour candy. But it's about how that our life gets sour, and it goes in and ties into the prodigal son, and, and that prodigal son returning and, and turning his life back over to Jesus. But uh, and then the third week will be on Twizzlers, about how our life gets knotted up like a Twizzler is. We all know that. But we got worry and different things like that that go on in our life, and only Jesus can unravel us. And, and get us back to where we need to be. So I think it'll be great. It'll be good time, and, and the children will learn, and, and the adults will learn. I'm going to learn. I get to write some of the lessons, so I've got to learn, <laughs> and so and make it to a point that's uh, simple enough for all children to understand. But but we'll get there. Um, also, Jenny wanted me to mention this for part of her decoration for this for this first week. I don't know if it's every week, but everybody gets candy from the back, right? It's She filled it up this morning. Her and Mama do a great job with that. You know, if you get diabetes, don't blame Victory Fellowship Church. Just don't (laughs) eat the candy. Um, But save your candy wrappers. Um, We're going to, I think, utilize your bowl back there, Sherry, your basket for the candy wrappers back there on that back table. So don't throw them away. If you've got them in your pocket, as you go out this morning, throw them in that basket. She's got something in mind for decorations for Vacation Bible School. So do that. Um, And I think... I think I saw the announcements right now. Are you all having women's meeting the first Saturday? You are. So that will be on the second. So the second they'll be having women's group meeting over at the coffee shop that Saturday. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. that morning. Um, but we'll receive our offering real quick. So, yeah. Bless God. And as he's told us to do with the tithes and offerings. and. Bring them into the storehouse and and do what God says. Also, and it's been on the screen for several weeks and or months now, and we hadn't said nothing about it. But there is an option we have. You go to our website. You can set up online to give. And you know, I'm not advocating or preaching for people to give. And you know, we're all about money, no. But that option's there. Um, so we do have a few people using it. But if it's there, it's simple to use, and and you can do that. Um, so we will pray and pray God's blessings over this and continue on. Heavenly Father, we just again thank you for your sweet presence here and, and the anointing that's here in this place on hearts and lives. Thank you for the anointing you put on the singers this morning. And, Father, the abilities and the gifts that you've given them. Father, we just thank you that you continue to bless, continue to move and to anoint each and every one's life. Father, we just, we just speak that blessing over them right now in the name of Jesus. God, we just uh, bring our tithes and offerings to you right now. God, you just bless each and every one. God, God it just it goes up, and, and Father, we're blessings, and we're doing what your word says to do, Father. Out of nothing else, not out of anything else, but what your word says, and know that we're in obedience to you, and we thank you for that. God, we just ask you again your blessings on this service. Bless Pat, giving the boldness and clarity to preach and speak what you've given him this morning, and that we open up our hearts and minds to receive. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Joy in the house of the Lord. Will you go to Children's Church, if there's any left in here? I think there's some. I know they was, they're looking forward to it. So, uh, And the rest of you, you got one of these with you this morning? I know I bought several of them. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I am putting you on the spot. I know one person does. who just gave it to him. <laughs> and so, but look, this is important. What did we talk about last week? Bring it. Know what's in here. Don't just, I mean, we got it up here, but it's good for you to look at it, too. It's good for you to read and open up and understand. And so um, as he comes this morning, Pat, we just speak God's blessings over you, brother.
1: Oh, by now, oh yeah, now we got it. There we go. I'm kind of loud, anyway. Um, if you hadn't been blessed this morning, um, we're not done yet. Uh, um, you know, God's a mighty, mighty, powerful God. He's a very loving God. Um, you know, it's amazing. I was sitting there last night, and, and I usually, before I preach, uh, you know, it usually goes on for a week or so, and I'm running things through my head, and I'm trying to be obedient, and I'm trying to uh, to be led by, by God and not by me, and so, uh, yeah, this is, this is pretty bad. No, that's fine. We'll just back up a little bit. That's fine. We're going to make this work. Um so yeah I was sitting there and and you know I'm when you're thinking about titles and, and and things of message, you know, everybody wants to be catchy and and you know have all these great things and and you know, and I'm thinking back of uh, you know all the years and thousands of years of uh, people delivering messages and 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 you know thinking about titles, and I'm sure there's not a title that has never been used, but you know, um, we're going to talk about faith this morning. And, um, and, and you know, it this came to me last night. is said, well, you know, do we need a miracle? Do I need a miracle? Do you need a miracle? And, you know, and that's what we've been talking about this morning. Everything that we've, we've led up to is talking about what God has, has done in our lives, where he has carried us from in our lives, that we have to have hope that we have to have faith uh, to move through this world. You know, we can, we can sit around and we can talk about, you know, all the things that, that is going on, uh, you know, around us in our families. I mean, I can look at my own family. I don't have to look anywhere else. And there's always healing that is needed. Uh, and it's very easy to obtain. We make it complicated, and we make it complicated. But I want you to think this morning. Think about what has happened in your lives already. Think about what happened in your lives this week. Think maybe what's happened in your lives today. Are we so caught up in the race that we're in that we call life that we forget all the things that are happening every day? Do we minimize what God does for us? I mean, it's easy. It's easy to minimize and, and get caught up in all the things and all our wants and all our desires and all our lust, that we overlook what He's already done. Right? It turns out that it is, it's something going on different than what we think it should be. We twist things up and, and we put labels on things and, and we want desires and we want things to turn out this way. But you know what? I, I, can, I can tell you from my life that God can fix anything. You know, God has delivered each one of us from a place. But thank God He's not done. Right? Thank God He's not done. I mean, He was working on you before you knew He was working on you. And whatever the result comes from it, whether it agrees with your mind, it's still in control by God. You know, it was funny, we were uh, leaving the airport, um, working one day, and of course, and I always tell uh, Cole, when we leave, there's a red light there. And I say, well, look, if you're ever driving, you need to make sure you look at this light. And when you get done looking at that light and it changes to green for you to go, you need to look right and you need to look left. Because nobody stops at this light. It's, it's uh, The airport I'm talking about is Prior Field. It's next to Calhoun School. Everybody that's been to Calhoun, they know how everybody just flies up and down through there. Right? So I don't know how many wrecks I've seen there. And so we're sitting there. You know, that day I just told him when we turned in. And, of course, I mentioned it every time we turned in. And we go there quite a bit. And we were leaving that afternoon. Pull up to the light and we're waiting. And it's a long one. So, you know, it makes you anxious anyway. It's kind of like life. You know, you get anxious. You know, it's kind of like this morning. You get anxious. But in a good way. So we're sitting there and the light changes to green and I look to the right and I look to the left. And as I look to the left, there's a you know, triaxle dump truck comes down through there about 65. But just enough time that if I hadn't. Now, I told Cole, I said, see, this is what I'm talking about. But I didn't tell him this. But, you know, I heard a voice that said, stop. So we overlook these things. We minimize them. See, that's not something to minimize because that's a triaxle dump truck and at the very least I would have been dead. Because it's on my side, right? So there's miracles everywhere. They're happening every day. But the devil has got us so confused and so caught up and, and, and so much chaos that we can't notice them. That we can't accept what's happening right in front of our eyes today. I mean, just think about it. We we're not promised anything. But as a Christian, we're promised life and life everlasting. Right. You know, I'm not promised that I'm gonna wake up in the morning. Right? But I don't fear that. But I'm hoping that 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 my family understands and my family knows that if I don't, that I've done woke up somewhere else. Right? I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. This morning I'm going to read a little bit from uh, Luke chapter 7, 1 through 10. Let me get my specs on. Starting in verse 1, it says, now when, now when he concluded all his saying in the hearing of the people he entered camp on, and a certain centurion, centurion A uh, servant was dear to him, was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he, he sent the elders of the Jews to him and pleading to him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly and saying that 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 one for whom he should do uh, this was deserving. So, you know, he sent the Jews to petition Jesus. And, of course, Jews, I mean, you know, they're kind of like us. They They were... They were, were, they were going before uh, Jesus, and they were telling why this man's servant deserved to be healed. I mean, there's so many messages here that we, that can come from this. Um, you know, uh, about surrounding ourselves with, with people just like us. Or not surrounding people that are just like us. You know, a uh, centurion is, is probably, in our, in our minds, and, and even so back then, was probably the least likely of deserving you know Jesus grace and Jesus mercy and Jesus healing sometimes as a church we, we kind of think that that you know while we're in here and while we're together that we deserve something more than maybe we do that we deserve something more than maybe someone outside that we deserve something more maybe than than the folks that that, that we work with the, the folks that are in our family the folks that that uh You know, that live a different style of life, a different kind of life, that has different ideas. But in this case, you know, this Roman soldier had been around uh, Jews long enough that he was already thinking about some things. Right? I mean, I doubt he was attending church. Um, You know, he had built a synagogue for him, but he's already thinking. He's already understanding who God is and what God can do. He's already heard stories about what Jesus has done. And there was many stories. Had he ever met him? No. There's a lot of folks that have never met Jesus. There's a lot of folks in church today that has met Jesus. But they still had not met Jesus, right? We live kind of handicapped. We live with cuffs. We live with chains on us. You know, this is a time, and there's no better time than now, For us to start breaking those chains. For us to start getting outside that box. I mean, the world is wide open for it. And I know it looks discouraging. And I know sometimes, even within our own households, it's discouraging. Sometimes within our own families, it's discouraging. But we're going to learn that if we keep praying, that if we keep moving forward, that we keep accepting, that we keep... Uh, using our faith that things will turn out just as God promised they would turn out. Amen. I mean, we can stand against evil. We can stand against wrong. We can come up and, and we can voice our opinion against it. And God wants us to. He wants us to use our voices. He wants us to use... Uh, our, our knowledge and our wisdom and our power to stand against evil, but guess what we have to communicate. I mean, we live in a time, and I talked to the young folks on Wednesday nights, but we live in a time where we want to just hit a button and cancel it right now how are you going to help a brother if you don 't cancel him right I mean how are you going to shame a brother if you cancel him? I mean, this is something I, I really, I can't wrap my head around. I mean, I guess it's easy to do, but you've got all these followers, right? I mean, because we're, we're in a social time right now. So you've got all these followers, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, Skipper Snap, Chapter Snap, Twitter, whatever. <laughs> so you can tell I don't use a whole lot of them. <laughs> but I'm not against using it either. But I am saying that there's responsibility. But again, we live in a time where we have forgot to communicate. We forgot how to look somebody in the eyes. I mean, how do you hug somebody through Facebook? I mean, maybe there's a way, because I, I don't use it. There, there probably is. Well, my phone, you know, it starts spitting out all these emojis, and I'm, I'm not even sure what half of them. I sent some one time, and, and I, I won't send them again. And I don't know if it's because my eyes are bad enough that it was a different looking emoji than what it really was. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you can get in trouble. But again, we live in a time where I can just mash buttons. Where I can cancel folks. How are we going to change folks' lives if we're canceling? Now God, God expects us to stand. He expects us to, to make a point. He, he, he expects us to have an opinion which lines up with his opinion, which lines up with his word. He expects us to stand against evil. Right. But how can you stand against it if you ain't standing against it? Right? You know, me and my wife have a lot of conversations and and I, and I have a lot of stands from time to time. And I've had to recant a lot of those stands. <laughs> But by the same token, there's, there's some of these things that we need to do. I mean, when we correct our children, do we correct them out of love? Do we correct them because we love them? I mean, that's why we do it, right? I mean, ask my daddy how much he loved me. He loved me a whole bunch.
0: <laughs>
1: right? But that's what we do it out of. We do it because we want someone to experience something better. We want them to experience, and that's something better. That's something better is God. That's what we do, what we do. So, why would we not do that for our brothers and sisters? I mean, how are you going to shame somebody? How are you going to correct them? How are you going to do anything? I mean, is there anybody in here that doesn't want a miracle? There's nobody. And if you do, you need to keep quiet because we're not allowing none of that. (laughs) But everybody needs a miracle. You know, when I was young, and we joke about it a lot, but to be honest with you, there's a lot of things that I did. And there's a lot of things I'm not going to share because God just didn't want me to share But there's a lot of, a lot of things in, that I went through that I shouldn't be here. So I'll share this one instance. See, God was working on me long before I knew God. I knew of him. You know, just like the demons and, and the devil knows of him. They fear him. I even feared him. I just didn't agree with him. I didn't agree with anything. But I was so messed up in my own head, doing my own things, which was really just the things of the world, um, that I couldn't see. Now, this was long before I got saved. There's been many debates about whether I was really saved, and I just didn't know I was saved. And for anybody that's been saved, you know what it's like to be saved, right? You know. So I don't debate about it a whole lot, but this one particular day, you know, it was just like any other day back then, you know, I was, I was filling my oats and I was doing all the things that I did and, you know, the drinking and the drugs and, and all of these things. Um, and I got to a point uh, to where I had just went too far. You know, I came home from work that day, just like any other day, you know, heart racing 90 to nothing. Middle of summer. It was actually about this time of year. Actually, it's around the fourth of July where we we're gonna have a get together at Daddy's, and you know, and everybody's gonna be there, and uh, we we're gonna grill out, and you know, do the normal fourth of July stuff, right? So this was a Friday before, and I come home, and I was living in an apartment, and of course, you know, the, the light bill was mixed in with the rent, and so I didn't really care, so. The so, uh, air conditioner was turned on like
0: 48,
1: uh, or as low as it would go. It won't go to 48, by the way. But anyway, it was as cold as it would go. And so I opened the door, and I walked in, and I hit the ground as soon as I walked in. And so I'd had a heat stroke. Didn't know it at the time. But when you were doing some of the things that I was doing, you know, water and liquids was one thing that you didn't want anything to do with. I mean, you'd run for days. Stay up for days, but I had done got so dehydrated that I come in and as soon as I walked in, I, I hit the floor and nobody found me. I mean nobody. And I kept it a secret for a lot of years, but nobody found me. So at the time I was married, and, and uh, my wife she didn't get in from work till late, and so I laid there for about three hours, the door open in the apartment. Uh, you know, it was a lot different place back then to some degree. But So I wake up, and I roll over. And, you know, it's like I've been hit in the head with a sledgehammer. And at first I thought, well, you know, maybe I got hit. No knots. No blood. I mean, I had a little fat lip because I fell face first. So I woke up, and I rolled over, and I'm like, hmm. You know, this is, this is interesting. And I walk in the bathroom, and when I walk in the bathroom, I'm seeing all the veins, you know, bulging out of my neck, my arms, uh, you know, my forehead. Of course, and I can feel my heart. you can see my shirt.